Introducing my new $4.99 Spicy Chicken Strips combo. 100% all-white meat strips with crunchy batter and the perfect kick of spice. The chicken is bigger, tastier, and only $4.99 with fries and a drink. Go get it. Plus tax. Limited time only. Price and participation varies. Three-piece combo with small drink and fries. Planning a getaway? Well, with the Capital One Venture Card, you earn unlimited double miles on any purchase you make today and every day. And those miles add up to get you closer to that trip to paradise. Every vanilla soy latte, double miles. Every time you pump gas, double miles. Even when you buy a set of monogram beach towels, yep, double miles. You earn unlimited double miles on every purchase, and then you go. The Capital One Venture Card, the card that takes you there. What's in your wallet? Capital One Bank USA NA. The following is a Sweet Truth Media production and may not be suitable for all audiences. Brothers and sisters, get around. It's time for the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. <laughs> Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth podcast. My name is Billy Dees. My co-host, as always, is DJ Sugar Shane. How are you doing, Shane? Just fantastic. Can't complain. Fantastic. Yep. And our other uh, co-host is Jack Casey. Is Jack with us? Yeah, I'm right here. All right, cool. I wasn't sure you made it back or not. He had to run uh, down to the store and grab himself a drink. Huh. <laughs> that'd take a while man none of the stores around here at least the walking distance are open right now oh. so yeah everything you... in ravenna closes at like 10 oh yeah, yeah I, I, lived, I lived in a town in north georgia man they rolled sidewalks up at six o'clock <laughs> i mean it was bad dude they went nothing open i mean it was like ghost they rolled town. the sidewalks up you expect yeah. when you, you walk through there at night like about eight or nine o'clock at night you keep expecting to hear a clint eastwood whistle in the background from like go <laughs> it's full of dollars it's bad and ugly <laughs> yeah <clears throat> well if you've never checked out our podcast before we are live twice a week on monday and thursday evening at 11 p.m eastern standard time we are live. We are live on Spreaker. We are the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth on Spreaker. You can also find us on iTunes. Of course, you can uh, tweet us anytime. We are on Twitter at Sweet Truth Radio. And uh, this is a Monday night. Been a while. How long? It's we we missed last week, right? Like, yeah, last Monday. Yeah, it's been two weeks since we've done a Monday. Since we've done a Monday, okay, yeah. so. Uh, it's kind of cool. Did you guys have a good weekend? Yeah, it was not bad. wasn't bad. Uh, yeah. I, I worked all weekend. wasn't really eventful. Uh, well, that's kind of good, I guess. Christina's brother-in-law, they had a party for him yesterday, but I had to work one. Okay. Of, I had to work one of nine, so. Oh, well. How about yeah. you, Jack? Uh, I found a uh, Terry Pratchett book that I'd forgotten I'd gotten for Christmas a couple years ago, so I was reading that for the weekend, and um, oh. it's pretty good so far. Yeah, that no. sounds cool. So I don't know if you never heard of... run across a book that you didn't know or forgot you had or didn't know you had. 
Yeah, I yeah. just uh, I just finished the Legend of Zelda comic, and now I'm working on uh, this Discworld book. So, and if you haven't heard of Discworld, it's a an amazing like fifty some book series um, set on a flat world that's on the back of uh, four elephants on top of a flying turtle going through space. They're uh, fantasy novels. That's wow, I guess. That, that sounds like, yeah, that ain't real. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've tell- read most of them. I bet uh, they probably. I would probably like them. Most likely, dude. You have one that I let you borrow. Oh, like that's three right. Ago. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's funny. You still haven't read. Yeah, I got it. Get it out. I think I might get it out pretty soon. I know where it is. I just hadn't read it. That's funny. I, I, uh, I my wife. Busy. My wife um, decided that you know, with Game of Thrones coming out next month. Yeah. Actually, yeah. She she decided that uh, she needed to review the entire last season. Oh. So we've been marathoning the uh, the last season of Game of Thrones. Was that was that yeah. not a fantastic season though? I know it didn't have a lot of booze yeah. and stuff in it, but as far as yeah, the, unfortunately, far, yeah. Far, yeah. But as far as the show itself, <laughs> man, it was fantastic. And my favorite part, and I don't know if this is on a spoiler for anybody, but I ain't trying to. But hey, I got to mention this: the part when uh, Littlefinger, that part with him, that is the most. Uh-huh. That was probably out of all the seasons most. One of the most, if not the most, shocker of any of them. I did not see that one coming. Okay. Well, you know, what, good. Yeah, that was just it was just fantastic. Hmm. But, All right. I, I know. I know. Jack isn't into the game of no, Thrones. No. Uh, no, not my thing. That's not your thing. All right. Well, that's that, that's fair enough. Hey, listen. Um, the name of the show is "What Is Your Legacy?" and and, and I'll start with the story that. Uh, kind of inspired uh, that title and there's a lot of debate right now about Michael Jackson yeah. and uh, of course the, the, the uh, documentary uh, Leaving Neverland has been uh, stirring a lot of controversy you know you're always going to have his diehard fans who, oh, yeah. abs- who absolutely will not accept any truth other than he was perfectly innocent um, the more objective of us probably say he certainly, at the very least, he had an odd fascination with children. You know, everywhere he went, he had a kid, and he was holding hands with them like they were couples. And, and what got me is not too many people said that much about it when it was going on, you know. Um, and uh, I, I don't know how truthful uh, these two guys are that are in the documentary. Yeah. But uh, certainly, it was not the only allegation that he had throughout the uh, course of his career. All right, uh, have you so, seen the documentary? I, I saw most of it. Okay. i got to watch it still. I want to sit down yeah. and watch it. Yeah, I, they, they probably didn't need a two segments of, of two hours each. That, 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 to me, was a little long. Oh yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's way too long. That's way too long for something like that. A documentary like that, you yeah. have, I can see if it was a World War II documentary or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, or Civil War or, or something, or one of the Ken Burns documentaries. It's like twenty eight right. hours long that I've watched all of somehow. I don't I'll know. Tell you yeah, what, his his were loaded with information. Though. Those were good series. Oh, oh uh, yeah. My, My favorite, favorite was, was probably Civil War. Yeah, yes, Civil War is awesome. Excellent. I like, but me being a baseball fan, that's my favorite probably. The baseball documentary. Oh yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I'm not much for baseball, but I enjoyed that. It was that, fantastic. That way he, yeah, yeah. The way he put that together was very good. 
So anyway, you have a lot of people now discussing the fact that obviously um, his his library of songs is probably one of the most valuable catalogs in, in musical history. It's probably you know it's up there with the Beatles and um, Elvis Presley and, and a number of others. So you have a lot of that music that's still being uh, played everywhere. It's played in nightclubs. It's played on the radio. It's used in uh, commercials. Um, that estate is raking in millions of dollars every year. And uh, the question becomes, um, at what point can or can you um, separate the, uh, the man uh, who may have been very flawed with, uh, you know, a, an incredible musical talent. Absolutely no question. Right. Uh, yeah, great performer. Uh, he wrote a lot of his own stuff. He was very musical, uh, great dancer. We could go on and on with this. Um, I'll start with, I'll, I'll start with uh, Shane on this. Um, does Do these relevation, uh, revelations taint, in your opinion, uh how you feel about him, how you feel about his music, or can those two things be separated? Can we accept the fact that that music is is very valuable? It's always going to be a part of pop culture, but maybe the person we might view differently. Can you separate those two things? I think it depends on the person. There's some people that can, like me. I can separate the two. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I don't. I listen to the music and I enjoy the music, but some people can't. Uh, they'll, they'll they'll hear this if they believe the allegations or if they accept them as what is the truth. There there'll be people, there will be some people that probably won't listen to them anymore. That's just right. the tr- that's just the truth of it. The, but uh, me, I don't. I, I'm still going to listen to Michael Jackson. Doesn't matter. But uh, right. well, where you draw the line at with this is what I'm wondering is if you're going to say that about him what do you say about r kelly i mean or you know you get i'm not not that, well, that, I, that was gonna i was gonna lead into that oh, okay. you have a little different situation here oh yeah okay, you have a, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I want you to finish up your point oh, i want to yeah. go to jack on this but first for, but for okay, me personally ahead. one of the reasons why it doesn't take me is i haven't come up with any hardcore evidence for me yet yeah and the second reason is uh that's just pretty much it you got to have some evidence in order to prove somebody and i think personally the guy was. Uh, this is my own personal view of him. I don't. I think he was asexual. I don't think he had it one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, he certainly a, didn't indicate it if he was. Right. And uh, and uh, and Pris- uh, what's her name? Priscilla Presley or Lisa? Mar- yeah, Priscilla. No, yeah, Lisa, Lisa Marie. Lisa Marie. Yeah. She claimed herself that while they were married, it never even had sex. Yeah, I believe that. So, uh, I think he was asexual. And I think, plain and simple, the reason why he spent so much time with these kids, I've heard it from parents themselves after the fact. They said that when he came over, it was like he could relate to those children better than he could to the adults. Right. And I think that he just got along with them so much better because he could get down on their level. I think when he got off the road... That's where he wanted to be because he he just loved to be around kids because I think at heart he was a kid that never yeah. grew up. Okay, that's, that's, that's just, fair enough. I mean, that's why the man was walking into damn stores and paying, oh, there's a $6 million painting. I'll take one of those. I'll take that. Give me that monkey over there. Give me this. He was doing all that because he was just a kid in a candy store running wild. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, Jack, what is your take on this? Can you separate the man from the music? It, I generally can. It just it depends. I, I'm also not a Michael Jackson fan. I never really liked his music, to be honest. Um, also, when I came into you know getting into music was around the grunge era and around yeah, yeah. Uh, when indie rock was getting big. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess I can give an example in uh, literary terms. Um, Orson Scott Card. Have you heard of him? I've heard the name, but I, I couldn't tell you what he did. He's a sci-fi author. He uh, he wrote Ender's Game and the Ender's series. Okay. And um, I used to really like his uh, his books, at least the two of them that I read. And um, when I found out his opinions on like homosexuality and all that, which aren't good, it kind of killed it for me in terms of wanting to support his books and everything. Right. Um, but then there's a few musicians that I've been into who are you know complete pieces of crap in real life. Who you know I'll still listen to their music. It just kind of <laughs> depends on the offense, you know. Um, yeah. Like there was a band a while back called Lost Prophets, um, which I liked a few of their songs, but then their lead singer got busted, um, R wording toddlers, and uh, ever since then, uh, never again. Can't listen to it. Can't separate it. Um, as far as R Kelly goes, I think his music sucks too. So I don't really yeah, care about yeah, him. I never <laughs> yeah, I've never been an R Kelly fan. I, um, I just don't understand the appeal behind him. It just it, oh, it's yeah. never done anything for me and i'm a pretty big hip-hop fan too oh yeah so. I, had to, I told a girl and i won't name no names because they may listen to the show but i was listening to, i was talking i saw this person's post the other day on a show i mean on the facebook and it said something about how r kelly will always be the king of our the king of r&b in her mind i'm like i'm like no you need to go back to motown there's a lot oh, more yeah. there's a lot more ki- i would give james brown james brown the king of r&b before I would absolutely. There's a dude fact. who lived upstairs from me who was big into R. Kelly, and he would play that "Trapped in the Closet" song all the time. Oh, and every time I heard horrible. it, I just wanted to strangle. Oh God! Uh, Ain't it awful? It's like in the closet. Here, here he comes. He's gonna he's gonna find me in the closet. It's like yeah, three, that was. Uh, it's about three hundred <laughs> hours long, and it's just with yeah. the same repetitive beat. Uh, the only good thing that came out of that though was the Weird Al version, "Trapped in the Drive Through." If you've never listened to that, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 things like ahead. Chris Brown and all that too. I just don't understand how his fan base can still support him after you've seen him yeah. beat the crap out of people. And now, yeah. Chris, now Chris Brown, I would definitely because it's been proven what he's what he is, what he's done, and uh, things like that. Yeah, him, I wouldn't. Even if I did like his music, which I never did, but even if I did, yeah, I wouldn't listen to it. Yeah, the uh, the thing I would say uh, about R. Kelly is that, uh, in, in comparison with Michael Jackson, is he he's been a known uh, you know offender for a long time, and I don't understand why uh, some people just seem to be beyond the reach of of law enforcement. Right. Uh, you know, uh, and, you know. By contrast, let's say for example, Kevin Spacey, as soon as it became public knowledge, was taken down immediately. Um, you know, Matt Lauer taken down immediately. Uh, uh, Charlie Rose taken down immediately. Um, but, uh, it, it, you know, here's a guy who has had, it's been well known for decades that things have been going on. And uh, the, the other thing is that um, uh, I, I don't know that he was certainly nothing on the order of Michael Jackson, but he, he was never a part of the collective consciousness of, of society. Michael Jackson was. Oh yeah. 
So, so when you hear, uh, and, and this doesn't make it right or wrong, but in, in, in terms of his music, his music for a lot of people represents a period in their life. Right. You know, it represents a time when they were in school or it represents a time when they were in college. And it represents a time that uh, was much more innocent in a lot of ways in terms of we still had problems in the 1980s, but um, it, it, it just seemed like a more carefree time in a lot of ways. And uh, Michael Jackson was part of that escapism. And uh, a lot of people don't want to give that up for that reason. Um, but you know what? Um, and and you have a very valuable catalog, unlike R. Kelly's. Uh, you, you can talk about uh, he, no question he had some enormous sales, but nothing on the order of what oh, Michael Jackson's estate continues no. to churn out. You know. God, yeah. So no offense, but uh, I know country singers have sold more albums than damn R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Well, Garth Brooks uh, has has like some of the top slots yeah. ever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in terms of sales. Well, I'll tell you uh, what. I'll tell you one thing about Garth Brooks. This is what amazed me. Now, this is back in the day, way back in the day, but long before you had cell phones. Cell phones hadn't even begun to get started yet. This is long before you had the Internet getting really going good. They had his okay. – he came to Atlanta. Okay. You know how fast his sold out 60-something thousand tickets? Oh, I bet fast. 18 minutes. And this was without all the social media, all the internet that they got today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he That's sold true. out in eighteen minutes. That dude, Unreal. that dude ain't never got to worry about money. His kids, 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 oh, kids, no, kids no. Are loaded. No, he's he's got to be one of the top grocers both uh, both in terms of sales and uh, touring. He's mm. he's got to be one, you know, right up there. Uh, speaking of, of R. Kelly, one more thing. Uh, did you guys catch the Saturday Night Live uh, routine with the opening segment that they oh, did with him? No, I didn't know. I wish I had. I have to check it out. I don't have TV. Oh. Okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to go into it then, but it caused a lot of controversy. A lot of people were buzzing about that. So uh, maybe we could talk about that on the, uh, the next time around. Yeah, I'll, ch- I'll watch it between now and Thursday. Were they making uh, fun and, of him peeing on little kids or something? No, no, no. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Dave Chappelle, <laughs> Dave Chappelle did that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one of the best uh, one of the best episodes ever of the Boondocks um, was making fun of R. Kelly. And, oh, right. uh, yeah, I remember uh, Riley, the the more gangster of the two kids, uh, was saying, "Well, maybe if she didn't want to be peed on, she'd just move out the way." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> got a point. Uh, yeah. And it's it's a really good episode. It's up on YouTube. Uh, it's it's probably my second favorite beyond the um. The one where it turns out Martin Luther King actually survived being assassinated and ended up in the modern era, yeah. which was another really good episode of theirs. But um, yeah. I yeah. like I like well, what wait, I, I love ahead. what I love what if type of stories. Like yeah. I love those kind of things where you take a certain element and change it, and then yeah. run a story after the fact. I always love stuff like it. I always. Martin have. Luther King Jr. ended up getting pissed off and moving to Canada. By the way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, well, it, it bears saying that uh, R. Kelly has, as far as I know, has not been convicted of anything. So, uh, as it stands right now, he's still innocent until not proven yet. guilt. Not yet, but I'm gonna tell you, brother. They're fixing to tell him pretty soon. All he's gonna get is this advice: don't drop soap because he's going to jail. He's yeah. good. He they they they, 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 they gonna make an example out of this poor boy. 
He's through. Isn't he getting hit for tax evasion or something now, too? Yeah, the tax yeah. is something else, too. Yeah. 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 That's what's going to get him, man, because the they IRS got... always gets their money. The only, reason yeah, why yeah, I got, that... the only reason why I got out of jail is somehow he ended up paying off some back child support. Oh, that's what it was, child support. Yeah, yeah. okay. I thought it was taxes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Um, you know, they have a tendency to get you on, on, uh, on, on little things. Um, I, it, it remains to be seen. I don't know how strong the evidence is. The, the, the documentary, by my estimation, uh, Surviving R. Kelly, um, I, I, don't, I don't recall a, a whole lot of hard-hitting proof other than uh, you know, testimony that was pretty compelling. But don't they have video? Um, I, I well, of course, I I didn't hear again. I did the entire series was was way too much for me to take in. I don't have right. time to do it. So right. But uh, um, I did not happen to notice any explicit video, and and whether or not they even showed it or were allowed to show it, I do not know. So anyway, technically, well, just for the sake of being thorough, technically speaking, he hasn't been convicted yet. This is all allegedly, but. The, the the evidence is pretty compelling. We'll we'll leave it we'll leave it at that. Um, th- this is interesting. You know, I I kind of like airplanes. I follow uh, news about airplanes. And now you you guys, wh- which one I forget now is afraid to fly. Is it either one me, of you guys? Me. Okay, you got okay. That's Shane. I just hate flying because I hate dealing with the security theater and all the other crap you have to do, like parking fees yeah. and all that. I'd rather drive somewhere. Yeah. I'm not afraid of flying. It's just if I can avoid it, I will. I gotcha, I gotcha. Well, the reason that I'm bringing it up is that um, Boeing has had two 737s. Now, th- this is a special version of the 737. It's called the Max 8. Okay. And from what I understand, this uh, particular plane um, is built just a little bit differently for long flights. Okay. Hmm. So, you know, whether it be across the ocean or what have you. All right. Um, they've had two crashes, one the other day and, uh, one several months ago. This one was, cra- one crashed in Indonesia and one crashed in Ethiopia. Now, what, what makes these two crashes being that they're so close together, uh, it, what's causing a lot of stress for people is that these are brand new planes. Okay. Oof. I mean, these, the, yeah, these are like brand new planes, like right off the lot. Okay. Now someone's fired. And uh, and they're not only the same make, but they are exactly the same model. Probably a whole crew fired. <laughs> uh, so uh, you've had two crashes now. Um, so the, the, right now, from what I understand, the first crash, they found some evidence that uh, the automatic systems uh, took too much control of the plane. Now, this has happened before um, with different types of planes. And there's always, it seems to be the explanation for what happened is that the pilots weren't trained properly in the ways to override the system. So, for example, when they know that the automatic systems are interfering when they're in a like, crisis, you know, let's say, for example, they're, you know, they're in the tail end of a violent storm and the automatic systems are throwing off their ability to control the plane. There's a procedure to override them. Okay. Um, so there's some speculation that the first crash, this plane here has some very advanced automatic fe- features. And there's some evidence that, uh, you know, going through the data that these pilots were actually fighting those automatic systems as it went down. 
They don't have any on the second crash here, which was just the other day. Um, they don't have any uh, you know, information yet as to what caused it. Hmm. But my question to you, um, I'll start with Shane, since you're the nervous flyer to begin with. Yeah. If you got booked on a flight and you realized you were on a 737 MAX 8, uh, would you be okay with that? Now? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. There's planes that I won't fly now because of what I've heard from other people. I won't fly Frontier Airlines. I won't fly that. Okay, that's an airline, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But no, I, yeah, but no, I wouldn't fly anything I heard was bad because, I mean, mm-mm. Dude. Well, yeah, we we don't know yet. We don't. We certainly don't know at this time. There aren't any, there aren't anything to connect these two crashes, right? And uh, uh, there may or may not be anything involved with with the airplane itself. Now, some airlines across the world have grounded it. Uh, other other ones have not. Oh, okay. okay. So uh, at, at this time, Boeing says that they have no reason to believe that there is a problem. Okay, but not to say that that they're not investigating it, but right. they have no they have no reason to believe that there there is a problem. Okay, Jack, uh, your opinion: Would you fly on a seven thirty seven Max eight at this point? I don't know how cheap are the tickets, and do I get unlimited <laughs> Jack and Cokes? Okay, <laughs> so as far as safety goes, it's not a concern. Nah, really, no. Okay. I figure if I die, I'm probably meant to at that point, so whatever. Yeah, <laughs> they had some people on the news today that had flown on them, and they were asking them, you know, how they felt. Most of them said pretty much the same thing. You know, it's a plane. Something can always go wrong, et cetera. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the you know it, it takes a while for this to play out. I, I, I'll just say that it's a very uh, – what, what I want to say – the word that I would want to use here, it, it's a very uh, nerve-wracking – uh, sequence of events here that this brand new plane has had two mysterious crashes. So these brand new planes were they assembled in another country or were they uh, did they come from another country? Are they a as as far as I know? I, I I could be wrong about this, but as far as I know, Boeing does the final assembly on all their on all their planes, and and any plane that's sold is flown to wherever it needs to go. Okay, because I'm wondering if maybe there was an issue with, like, maybe the crew in that other country or something like that that also kind of hopped on. Like, maybe the pilots weren't as um, well-trained with the new well, systems that's, they that's could have one had. of the things. Yeah, that's one of the, the, the things that Boeing has blamed before. I don't know why it's so hard to override the automatic systems. That's That would be my question. You know, um, it, it's most of the time those those automatic systems save people's lives. So I, I can I, I can understand why you deliberately have to disengage them, uh, but I don't understand why it's so difficult. Why do you have to be trained on the procedure to disengage the automatic systems? I mean, there shouldn't there just be a switch? Yeah, that's like on off. Yeah, I, I don't. But there could also be a whole network of different automatic systems too. I'm sure there is. That's a, there's there's computer systems that back up computer systems aboard those planes. So you have any number of fail-safes that you have to defeat. But I would think that there should be a procedure in place so that when unexpected, you know, something thoroughly unexpected happens, uh, within seconds, uh, you should, you know, between the two or three, I'm I'm, I'm guessing a 737 probably has a two-man crew, maybe international, maybe three, um, that between those people, they should know exactly, okay, we got to do A, B, and C and disengage the automatic systems here so the pilot can fly us through this. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm not so sure why it's why 
why so many pilots don't seem to get the message on that. Um, and it's been a problem for a number of manufacturers, not just Boeing. So uh, anyway, uh, me personally, I, I can tell you that the 737 in general is uh, the workhorse of the industry. I mean, it is like uh, one of the most common planes that are out there. I couldn't even begin to tell you how many of those are out there. They come in a number of different versions, that, and you know, there's obviously been different models over the years. But the 737 basic design has been around for a long time. Yeah, that's a, yeah. And it, and its uh, its its safety record is excellent. Okay. Isn't it also true that uh, you're more likely to wreck in an ultralight or a Cessna than a big oh, plane, absolutely. like statistically? Yeah, yeah commercial uh, flight uh, planes, commercial jets, the safety record is is very good. When you start getting into uh, smaller planes, you you know you have pilots of varying degrees of skill that aren't monitored as closely as the big jet pilots. Uh, you know, they, and they are more susceptible to other problems, whether it be icing and other things that big jets typically do not have. And getting caught in winds, I think, is yeah. another one. Like yeah, you hit a patch of high wind, it can really mess up a Cessna. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, I, even though I don't like flying, I don't think I'd want to fly one of them little bitty planes. Yeah, yeah. I th- I'd rather be in a commercial flight. If I'm gonna have to fly at all, I'd rather be in that. Yeah. yeah. You know what's interesting is when I uh, when I went up to Alaska with my family when I was a kid. Um, there are landing pools all over the place for uh, Cessna planes, like along all the highways and everything. Yeah. Because I think it was something like one out of every four Alaskans has a pilot's license. Yeah. Because that's one of the main ways they get around. So that was kind of interesting driving up in Anchorage and seeing all these different like man-made lakes just kind of peppered everywhere on the way there um, yeah yeah well you know the, the roads when you start getting into certain parts of alaska i'm, I'm going to venture to say are, are not very common so um yeah you, there's a lot of times you're either going to have to fly or you're going to have to hoof it you know and uh, uh yeah and and well and, and this is going to sound terrible but you know, it, it's not as dangerous to have many people uh, flying around in, in private planes because if they crash, they're probably not going to kill somebody. You know, right. They're going to land in the forest or somewhere. When you got that many planes flying around a large metropolitan area, naturally you have a, the potential for a disaster. You know, They get in the paths of big jets and, and, and other things, so you don't have that out in the middle of nowhere. I'm guessing this is why flying cars never became a thing. Yeah. I mean, look at your average driver. Do you really want oh, yeah, to fly yeah, exactly. too? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so, I, can, uh, I don't think you would. Know, I, I don't care how long the world stood or how long if it's you know whatever if it died out in one million years. I don't think it'll ever have flying cars. I, yeah, I'm like I'm like Jack about that. How the hell? You can't even keep <laughs> yeah. on, you can't even keep people driving them on the ground right. That's why they're coming exactly. out. That's why they're coming out with these self driving cars. Yeah, try to make it safer on the road. And I, now, I, honestly. Do I want to get in one of those right now and do it? No, because it's too early. Yeah. To you. But do I see 25, 30 years down the road that being a possibility of being really real? Yes. Hey, would if you Google go... wants to hire me for like fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year to be a crash test dummy for those uh, self-driving cars, <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> My entire job is read a magazine and don't die. Yeah. There you go. Would you guys, uh, you know, there's a number of private companies now. Um, the the guy from Virgin is is uh, is one of these guys who's planning on uh, selling trips into space. 
Now, here again, the first couple of people, the, the the fee is going to be astronomical. But let let's say for for uh, you know, in, in, in given enough time, those things will become more affordable. Um, would you go? Would would either one? I'll start with you on this, Jack. Would you uh, be be wanting to go into space? Get me drunk enough, I'll do pretty much anything. But yeah, yeah. that would be cool. I'd go into space. I'm afraid of heights, like almost to death. But you know, yeah, uh, I, I'd do it just once to see what it was like. Yeah. How about you, Shane? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. My feet's just fine right here on the ground. I I can see all the stars I need to see right here. They ain't really gotten too much far past Earth to where I can see much more. So I'm good where I am. I mean, it's pretty. I mean, I've seen pictures, but I'm sure being out there would be different. uh, Did you see that video a while back of that dude who was sponsored by Red Bull who did like a 95,000-foot skydive? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was cool. Jesus. Yeah. It made my uh, knees hurt watching that video the entire time, but that was cool. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I probably would do it. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty adventurous when it comes to stuff like that. I like flight and other things. And uh, I've been told, uh, I, I've heard in interviews and stuff like that, that seeing the sun from space is beyond words. Oh, okay. I mean, because you, you, you don't have the atmosphere. And uh, sometimes, you know, the sun can appear to have different colors, a little yellowish, a little redness. And But when you're in space, it's like the most brilliant white light that you can imagine. Um, I, I've heard it compared to, you know, you're seeing a little bit of creation. Wow. And uh, I, I I wouldn't mind uh, checking that out. That yeah, would I'd have... love to see that. Yeah, that would yeah. be awesome. Y'all both maybe want to go there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, that sounds pretty awesome when you start talking about it like that. Just about so real. Shade a couple volumes and strap them to the seat. Yeah, I'd probably take something to knock me out. Like have a doctor there that's like giving you stuff like anesthesia, to where I can yeah. just be out. And then when we get there, I'll be like, "All right, get my boots on, let's go walking." But yeah, that'd be it. I, yeah. Well, well, these flights don't really go anywhere other than, you know, you go into space. You get out of the atmosphere, but then you go right back in. The, the ones that the Virgin is going to be doing. Oh, okay. It's not like you go to the moon or anything. You oh, just, okay. Y'all you, ain't go, you ain't going to go up there and stay above. No, no. No, <laughs> no it's a, uh, I don't know how long the flight is, but you're only up there for, uh, you know, just enough to, hey, wow, check this out type yeah, thing. Yeah, I'd imagine it wouldn't so, be too long, dude. Would you ever want to ride one of those vomit comets? Vomit comets. Well, you're talking about one of the jets, or yeah, one of the jets that NASA uses to get uh, astronauts oh, yeah. used to wait. Absolutely, absolutely, I'd like to do that. Yeah, that's what they, they call yeah, them, the vomit yeah. comets. You tell what the they one that breaks a sound barrier? Yeah. No, no, it goes into a dive. You, oh, you're in a okay. plane. Yeah, you're in a special plane. They've they've uh, you know taken out all the seats and everything, and it's 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 just a, an empty fuselage, and they have padding on the walls. And they get to a certain height, and they go into an arc. They like go up and then down. It's kind of like an arc. And, and when the plane is in that arc, you are weightless. You just float around inside the plane. You're actually falling, yeah. but uh, you're you're you know you seem to be weightless. I'd do it. Yeah. I'd Why do not? It. <laughs> yeah. Just don't eat Taco Bell first. You'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll probably I'll, have it come out both of you. <laughs> this is going to sound really horrible, but uh, uh, what's that famous model? She's blonde, 
and uh, she does all those kind of commercials. I can't remember her name right now. Uh, there's about like 6,000 different models, dude. Yeah, well, they, she's like the one. Uh, I can't believe I can't remember her name right now. Uh, but she did that in a bikini, and they 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 filmed. <laughs> <laughs> I want to look this up now. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. Um, I, and it's really gonna bug me. That I can't remember her name, but she she's like the queen essential blonde right now. Uh, has been for a couple. Oh, of years. okay. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, definitely look that up. That's uh, that is Found it, Kate Upton, yes, 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 and then I mean, she floats around very well. <laughs> yeah, if you just put in uh, Kate Upton uh, zero gravity, there's a video yeah. that pops up for YouTube immediately. Yeah, yeah, I, I bet so. Check yeah. this out. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it's probably got the top whatever you call it, like the acronyms or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it's probably got well. Oh, there she goes. Oh, yeah, I just looked it up. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. worth a watch. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll take it out. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. Okay. All right. Here's a uh, moving on. Before we get into any trouble, before I get into trouble, uh, my wife listens to this. <laughs> oh, get the cows warmed up for him. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Quinn doesn't listen to this, but if she did, she'd probably end up looking it up too. So whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, my wife got his I'm just kidding. But anyway, uh, th- now this is interesting. A Missouri nurse has been charged in the killing of her boyfriend. And what happened was they were reenacting a scene from a movie, and she shot him. Now, needless to say, uh, apparently some substances were involved in this, and the Fulton police indicated, get this, drinking... And playing with loaded weapons is not a good thing. <laughs> oh! I thought you were supposed to be drunk when you played with loaded weapons. Isn't that what they yeah. do in the South, Shane? Yeah, we, it, we, it always, we always have sense. a fifth of bourbon in us before we start shooting anything. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you guys ever reenacted a movie with a loaded gun? Hell no! <laughs> I, I can't to... say I have. My friends and I used to shoot at each other with like BB guns, airsoft, and paintballs, but we've never used loaded guns. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got to say that is probably um, not the best thing to do. Not the best thing to do. One more news bit here, and uh, then we can kind of move to close. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, I guess, made a statement today, and I know you're you're kind of the political watchdog here, uh, Jack. So I'll start with you on this, Jack. Uh, Pelosi, and I don't have the exact words, but he, she said something to the effect that it's probably not a good idea to impeach Trump only, beca- only because it would cause so much division in the country uh, that it wouldn't be worth it. Um, have you heard about this, or do you have any uh, any opinion about that? I vaguely saw something about it earlier. I don't know. Um I haven't been paying as much attention to politics lately. I've been doing other things like reading Terry Pratchett's books, which everybody yeah, should do. Yeah. But um, sure. honestly, I, I don't really care about the whole division thing. I just don't want President Pence. Oh, yeah. I mean, keep the jackass in office as long as we're not giving uh, Mr. Christian Evil, who calls his wife mother power, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm good on living in a theocracy. Yeah, he's pretty far out there. Yeah, he calls uh, his uh, wife mother. Is that the most creepy thing you've ever heard or what? Yeah, that, that is creepy. Um, is, that, is that weird? 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Is uh, uh, Shane, what's your opinion on that? Oh, uh, on on uh, not on um, on Pelosi oh, saying that uh, I'm not yeah. a Pelosi fan. Yeah, but oh, this I do agree because love, uh, go ahead. The division thing is something we already got enough as it is, and if you did this, it would cause even more. Just let the two yeah. years. Just let the two years ride out. Let you know, and like she said, she's gonna fight a strong Democrat. Hopefully, she can get a strong Democrat, run against Trump, and then they, if y'all, and then the Democrats win, it's good. All said yeah. and done. But to go ahead and preach about it, yeah, that's yeah, that ain't yeah. My, what I would add to that is, if they have something that is undeniable, if they have something that is, you know, extraordinarily illegal. And you can do it in a bipartisan way. You may have no choice. Well, yeah. But yeah, but but to find some technicality or to find something that that people can agree on uh, as to how serious it is and what was what what rules were violated to try to impeach him on ethics um, would really cause a rift in the country. There's absolutely no doubt about that. The thing yeah. is, too, once he's out of office and like doesn't drop dead because he eats McDonald's three meals a day, but uh, New York State is going to have their way with him. So Yeah, that's uh, right here. Yeah, and the thing is with the New York State thing is that it's unimpeachable because it's not a federal thing. So um, I think I'll get my jollies that way, but we need to keep him in power so we don't have President Pence. What's New York trying yeah. to get him for? Oh, all kinds of like tax evasion, all uh, yeah. a bunch of other stuff with his companies. Yeah, he's yeah, uh, manipulating he's going, real estate. Yeah, oh. yeah, he's going up the river when uh, he gets out of out of office. Oh, wow. there's nothing he can really do about it. So, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see on that. Um, I can tell you too that potentially, if if the Democrats try to flip him out on some kind of uh, technicality for one they're going to ignore their own party in the process they like like pelosi says they really need uh to concentrate on creating a star but the other thing is is that that could backfire you know uh, a lot of republicans and a lot of people who don't necessarily like pelosi or uh, like certain democrats could rise up for the republican nominee no matter who he is and that could really backfire on you so I, I kind of feel that she's probably right, unless there's an absolute smoking gun. Um, I'm not necessarily sure that that is a, a good policy to pursue right now, but I'm not uh, saying don't absolutely get rid of him. I'm saying like you know, if I know what you mean. Unless it's something like you know, he's like peeing on little girls, like one of our other <laughs> people we covered tonight. Uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, then just just leave it alone. Right, right, stay. right. Well, well. before we go, I do want to review a few things here. First of all, we will return Thursday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that's the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. I'll be here. Shane will be here. Jack will be here. Now, there is another program that uh, Sugar Shane is uh, spearheading. That is on Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is the... Uh, uh, what is the Sugar, Sugar and Company. Yeah. Okay. And uh, is that how that's how it is on Spreaker? Are you on iTunes yet? I submitted the RSS feed today, as a matter of fact. Now that you mention it, okay. Yeah, the, the okay. RSS feed has been submitted. So uh, they say three days, but usually it doesn't take that long. I wouldn't be surprised if we're up by tomorrow. But once we do, I'll get it. I'll, I'll let everybody know. Okay. Uh, anything uh, that you want to preview on tap for tomorrow? 
Uh, I just say we got a special story tomorrow, and uh, just uh, have the mystery science, the, uh, the the mystery theater, like the old PBS show. Have that okay. in, have that in mind, but that's not what it's going to be. So if you listen tomorrow night at eight o'clock, you'll find out what it is. All right, very good. Uh, Jack, you got anything in the works you want to mention? Uh, nothing at the moment. Um, N- nothing. I did want to bring up one story briefly. Um, Absolutely, Trump, go right ahead. Trump wants to cut $1 billion from uh, the sciences. And um, while it's probably not going to happen, I just I find that to be a very negative thing that we need to keep an eye on because it's just going to further contribute to the brain drain in American society. We're going to lose more scientists, more creative people. To, you know, keep us on the cutting edge of technology. Absolutely, sure. And so I, I think in the coming week that'll be something to keep an eye on, especially with the budgetary measures. But, you know, you can't yeah. shave $1 billion off of, you know, our, our excessive military and you're just going to stiff scientists for your billionaire friends. That I saw that today and it kind of enraged me. So Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I'm absolutely with you on yeah, that. Yeah, I am too. But I don't know where to cut it, but science is not one of them. That's for dollars, yeah. sir. Oh, there's a lot of pork you can find, and the sciences is one of them. And there's things in there like, uh, uh, you know, the ecosystem of Lake Erie, the fish and stuff that he wants to cut. Yeah. And we're not ta- we're not talking, you know, enormous amounts of money. You know, we're talking in the scope of 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 the overall budget of the United States, an infinitesimal fraction, and that's what gets cut. You know, not all the the billions upon billions of weapons that even the Pentagon says they do not want anymore. Yeah. Uh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, the Great, the great Lakes thing kind of miffed me too because uh, my sister did her um, her master's degree thesis on um, invasive species. Oh, in yeah, lake. sure. And uh, that is absolutely something that we need to pour a lot of money on because it's one of our biggest sources of fresh water. Yeah. You know? And so we're gonna we're gonna throw that away in, in favor of some stupid tax cut for people who already have too much money. Yeah, I mean it's just uh, as I said, I saw that today and it pissed me off pretty good. Like, just don't touch the sciences, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm in total agreement with you, Jack. And uh, maybe we can talk more about that on uh, Thursday. And as I said, it was kind of a, a thing that popped up today. I didn't look too much into it, but I'll look more yeah. into it. Maybe bring sounds it sounds good on Thursday. Oh, I- yeah, I would, I would like you to do that because you really get on top of those things. You do a good job with that. Yeah, maybe we can talk yeah. a little bit about that. Hey, um, even even, sure. even with him working with us, if we if we ever had a show where we did it every day, you know, I would yeah. uh, I would like to have him like research with us because he does do well with that. That's for sure. Dude, I've yes, been looking does. into jobs to become a researcher, and like it's yeah. it's hard, man, because they don't want to pay you for it. But it's like you yeah, know, I I know. Mean, research is absolutely the the basis of a lot of companies and a lot of absolutely things that companies sure do. and i can yeah. sit down and research literally anything i mean so that's uh, just uh i think it's, I neat, I think it's a very much needed job yeah, yeah. so right. anyway uh, i'm gonna look more into that and if anything else pops up about it i'll bring it in on thursday and try not to rage too much about it but <laughs> okay. uh, that was the thing that was bugging me today so well, I all right very good I absolutely agree with you. want to thank everyone for checking out our podcast. As always, we really will return on Thursday. Be sure to check out Shane and company tomorrow night on Tuesday. And want to wish everyone a good night and check us out again very soon. All right. Y'all have a good one. See you, buddy. See you, guys. Capital One knows life doesn't alert you about your credit card. Next stop, Graham Street. 
And Brian in the khaki shorts, your GNL energy bill went up 60% this month. Seems like you'd want to know. Stand clear of the closing doors. So, meet Eno, the Capital One assistant that catches things that might look wrong, like increases to a recurring bill, then sends an alert to your phone and helps you fix it. Eno, another way Capital One is watching out for your money when you're not. Capital One, what's in your wallet? See CapitalOne.com for details. Limitations apply. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.